we're praying, praying in the spirit. And all of a sudden, we're in a circle. We basically hear this next. So we heard a key drop, all of us. And we all open our eyes, and we're looking at each other, and everybody said, did you hear that? And we said, yeah. And Josh Barrett, the Edward Jones advisor, looks down, and in the middle of our circle is a key. And he's like, what in the world? (laughs) Welcome to The Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started. A revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call, and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Hey, welcome to part two of the conversation. If you haven't listened to part one, go back, check it out, and then tune into this one. I love these stories, man. Uh, so the one, uh, yeah, the one about the one. Let, let's, oh, the one. Yeah, because this is a good story because it sometimes in our persistence in trying to hear God, we get frustrated, and this is a humorous story. <laughs> Yes. So I I read uh, Bruce Wilkins' book, You Were Born for This, back in 2010. I think it was, uh, I can't remember the subtitle, something like uh, Seven Steps to Predictable Miracles or something. And so uh, I read it. One of the chapters, God wants you to deliver um, an everyday miracle of provision through, you know, money. And so somebody gave me a $100 bill. And in the book, he says, anytime somebody gives you money, you ask the Lord, Lord, is this for me? and my family, or am I simply a conduit and you want me to give this to somebody else in the future? And so I started putting that into practice. And on this particular occasion, somebody handed me a hundred dollar bill, which I needed. (laughs) I I didn't just want it. I needed it. (laughs) And so, but I heard the Lord say, this is for somebody else. So I I folded it up, tucked it in my wallet. Weeks went by and uh, literally forgot about it. Ended up going on vacation uh, to Ohio to visit my in-laws for Christmas. And I needed to go to Walmart to get something. So as I'm driving to Walmart by myself in Ohio, I hear the Lord say, do you remember the $100 bill? I was like, oh, yeah. He said, I want you to give it to somebody. So I pull into Walmart parking lot, and I said, okay, God, I heard your voice. I have the $100 bill. If you'll just show me the one, I promise I'll give it to him. So I go into Walmart. I needed to buy black socks. And so I go to that section, and I look, and I find some socks. And right as I find the socks, someone walks up and starts talking to me out of the blue. And I'm listening, engaging in the conversation, and I'm asking the Lord, you know, Lord, is this the one? And I heard no. So I finished the conversation, transition. I go to the checkout line. I'm checking out, buying my black socks. And as I'm paying for my socks, the person, two people behind me, starts engaging in a conversation with me. Now, once again, I'm from Danville, Virginia. These people are from Ohio. I'm going, what? How are, why are they talking to me? (laughs) (laughs) So I started engaging in a conversation with this person. And 
I asked the Lord again, Lord, is this the one? And he said, no. I'm like, well, I'm getting ready to leave. You know, come on now. You know, I'm ready. I mean, you know, this is convenient. And uh, he said, no. So as I'm walking out, I see this lady. She's got three kids. And she could, I could just see that she was overwhelmed trying to put all her groceries in. And she didn't just have a couple groceries. She had a cartload of groceries. And so in my kind of impatience to hear God direct me, I just said to myself, okay, I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to drive back up to this lady and I'm going to give her the $100 bill because it is very apparent she needs it. So I go to my car, I drive back straight up to where she was and she was nowhere to be found. And I'm like, that's impossible. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just walked not far from her, got in my car, backed out, drove, and she disappeared. And so at that point, I'm going, okay, something. <laughs> okay, God, you got my attention. I'm sorry. Um, I, I will sit here until you show me the one. And if I promise, if you'll just show me the one, I'll give the person the $100 bill. So I sit there. Cars idling, and there's a gas station connected to this Walmart, and this guy starts walking out of the gas station. He comes straight to my car, and I'm asking the Lord, is he the one? And I hear no, and I was like, man. <laughs> and by this time, I get a phone call from my wife, because once again, I'm out of town. I'm alone. She's like, are you okay? Have you been in a wreck? You've been gone way too long to get a, one pair of socks. And I said, well, God's directing me on something, and I'm trying to hear clearly. I'll be home soon. She's like, okay. So hang up the phone, and I just start praying in the spirit, and I just said, again, Lord, if you'll just simply show me the one, I promise I will give them the $100 bill. About that time, I see a family walking out of Walmart, and they're walking towards me, and they put their clothes, uh, groceries in the car, and then the gentleman rolls his buggy into the cart section, and he turns around, headed back to his car, and as he turned around, he had a red shirt on and a big white number one on the back of his shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I literally said that in the car. Oh, my goodness. I, I you know, threw it from uh, park to drive, go screaming down there. probably scared him a little bit and because uh, I didn't want to miss the opportunity after waiting and going through this whole rigmarole in a sense. And so pull up beside him. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, I know this may sound strange. I'm from Danville, Virginia. I said, but... And I told him the story, and his eyes gets really big, and he says, hey, hold on one second. He goes and gets his wife and brings his wife up to my car, and he says, please tell her the story. And so I told her, I told her the story, and her eyes get really big, and then they tell me their story. They said, hey, uh, last night we were eating at, um, at the Waffle, uh, Waffle, what is it, Waffle House. Store? Waffle House. Waffle House, yeah. And so they were eating at the local Waffle House, and he said, we were so tight, we were kind of all sharing food and drinking water. But we wanted to go out to eat as a family. And so uh, he said, you've been there? I said, oh, I've been there plenty of times. And he said, uh, we walk out of the Waffle House, and there's a homeless guy or somebody sitting on the side of the curb asking for money. And the Lord said, open up your wallet and give him everything you have. 
And he was like, no way. We got bills. You know, we were just drinking water, sharing our food. What are you talking about? We won't be we won't be able to be good stewards. <laughs> so, you know, coming up with every logical explanation. And so he finally gives it. And uh, and he said, as we gave it, we, we left at peace. We felt like God said, don't worry, I'm going to take care of you. And there I am giving him $100, which was pretty much double what he had already given. And uh, so it just blew them away that God would send me from Virginia. And once again, he didn't just send me that day. I had had the $100 bill for weeks, if not a couple months, and I had literally forgotten about it. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I love that. Man, so many of us go into faith situations with finances thinking, you know, God, are you going to take care of it? Wherein God is like preparing something three months before he even asks you to do it to take yeah. care of it. I mean, that is, that's the God we serve. I mean, woo, I'm about to speak in tongues. That is amazing. <laughs> yes. So, so, all right, last, last two stories. So uh, share the story about how the Lord uh, related to a, a physical location in Danville, Virginia, about business. I thought that was a neat well, let's story. We've got several. Um, we went and prayed in one particular area, and there was no businesses for a while. And we prayed specifically at this location that God would send in a Christian organization, and it would provide businesses here because Danville was hit uh, over the last decade hard financially with uh, Dan River Cotton uh, factory leaving after being here for 100 and some years, and then with um, – with other tobacco leaving, so many things. So Danville was just crushed financially. So we went around praying for businesses, praying for buildings to just become flourishing and profitable, providing, you know, our families opportunity to earn a living. So we went to this one and we asked specifically that a Christian business would come into that one. And now Hobby Lobby is there. (laughs) (laughs) So that was really neat. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> then we went to a particular area where it was kind of a tri- it was literally a triangle and at this triangle there happened to be um, a bar there and so once again we and all of the businesses around it except for the gas station was still th- thriving so only the gas station in this bar all the other businesses around that particular triangle had closed so the lord said first go into the bar and eat and just pray blessing. So we did that. We went back in again uh, some weeks later, and we prayed and connected with some people. And, um, and and this time, the Lord said, go lay your hands on the doors of the other buildings that are currently empty. So we did that. And uh, now, just probably less than a year the bar actually shut down. The bar has been there longer than I have been alive. Wow. And it shut down. It got shut down by the city. And once again, we didn't have anything to do with that in any way, shape, or form. We didn't call, you know, trying to get them to shut them down. Nothing nothing of that nature. But they got shut down for some kind of uh, violation. And uh, it still is not open to this day. There's... Uh, one of the one, two, three, four, five, six, there's six buildings that were pretty much empty. Um, one has a partial renter. 
uh, the second one, the guy came in and totally renovated the outside of the building, put in a brand new parking lot, pavement, lines, everything. It looks beautiful. The uh, place where the gas station is, uh, two businesses moved in right beside the gas station. Uh, it's just, I was like, and it was just in rapid succession. That place shut down, and then boom, 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 all these new businesses popped right back up. And I love that, that God cares about economy and cares about communities yes. and cares about uh, revenue and jobs and that God and, and a group of men that will come into a community and say, God, what, what do you care about? What would you like? And he said, well, go pray for this building and go pray for this yep. business and pray for new businesses. And God, to honor that, God <laughs> cares Oh, yes. God cares so much. We give him so little credit about engaging in the things that are non-quote spiritual. Whereas God can bring businesses and income into communities through prophetic people operating in the prophetic. I mean, it's just, I love that story. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, I remember doing a P90X workout with Tony Horton, and he said, hey, variety is the spice of life. And really for me and the guys I've been hanging out with, that's the way this has been. It's just God is so multifaceted and the variety of the ministry opportunities that we we have never dreamed that all of these things would have happened the way they have happened. And now we're going, what new thing is going to happen next? <laughs> so, so walking with God can be sometimes a complete walk of faith where things happen and they and you don't quite understand, or you don't have the yeah. full picture, or you're in the you're in the series of events that God is unfolding, and you're sort of in the middle somewhere. Can you tell? And we'll kind of end with this story, um, the airport story. Oh yeah. So um, the Lord, through a couple different people, said, I want you to go to pray at the Danville Airport. Now, Danville Airport's a small airport. And um, so we went and prayed, and that day no one was there. And so we're, we're just walking around looking for people, and we don't see anyone. And so we just – I turned my YouTube on and start praying worship music and um, – and we, we go through, we pray through every room that's unlocked. We went into their conference center, prayed in there. And really, that's all that happened. And, but then we got directed to go back there again. And the second time, no one was there again. And God even gave us a name of a guy, William, or at least we thought. So we go, we're looking for William and uh, walking around, no William. Nobody. <laughs> and so we do the same thing, you know, playing praise and worship music, go back in the conference room, sit there, pray in the spirit, singing songs. <clears throat> Nothing from our perspective. Then a third time, go back to the airport. And once again, from our limited perspective, we just prayed in the spirit. And when I say we just prayed in the spirit, <laughs> you know, that's really wrong to say that. <laughs> Probably should probably should drop the just. Forgive me for even saying that. We just prayed in the spirit because we did pray in the spirit. But from our perspective, and even all that wrong perspective, we prayed in the spirit, and that's all we did. As if that's not enough. But we prayed in the spirit, and from our perspective, nothing happened. We left after the third time. Then, uh, sometime 
later, the Lord directs us to go to the Dan River Cotton Mill, the, the biggest factory building in, in Danville, that's sitting there empty. So we go, of course, it's all fenced in and locked up, and there's a particular area you could park and not be on the main street, not be in anybody's way. So we get out, we get in a circle and start praying. And once again, we're praying for God's provision for the city. Uh, we're praying for, once again, this building to become, to provide business, uh, provide you know families, opportunity to work again, just like before my mom worked in that building, you know, 30 some years ago. So we're praying, praying in the spirit, and all of a sudden, we're in a circle. And I'll try to, in a sense, reenact it, and I don't know if you'll be able to hear it through the phone, but we're sitting there, and we basically hear this next. Could you hear that? Yeah. So we heard a key drop, all of us. And we all open our eyes, and we're looking at each other, and everybody said, did you hear that? And we said, yeah. And Josh Barrett, the Edward Jones advisor, looks down, and in the middle of our circle is a key. And he's like, what in the world? <laughs> and so he picks the key up, walks about 15 feet over there to the to the locked gate, and he says, hey, you never know. God may have given us this key symbolically. So he puts the key in the lock, and it unlocked it. <laughs> And we were like, oh, my goodness. Wow, what is going on? You know, of course, we didn't walk in because it said no trespassing, even though we had the key. <laughs> we, we maintained that aspect of honor and respect. And so it was just like, man, what is happening? So that definitely, of course, God had our undivided attention. And several weeks later, he directed us to go back there again. And specifically this time, we prayed for not just the property, but we began to pray for the release of $1 billion for Southside Virginia. Because once again, when I say Danville has gotten hit hard, you know, double-digit unemployment is, is significant. And so... We began praying, and we didn't want to limit it by just saying one billion, but, you know, a billion's quite a bit. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, at least as a starting point. <laughs> yeah. So we pray, then, you know, we leave. So that was last year, September, October, stuff like that. May of 2019, I'm looking on my Facebook feed, and I see a somebody that's one of my friends and he has a picture of steven spielberg at the danville airport i was like what is steven spielberg doing at danville airport and nobody knew and so then a week or so later um dan uh, godanriver.com writes an article about you know in a sense steven spielberg's mysterious trip to danville he was here for like from four o'clock on a Thursday to four o'clock on a Friday. He flew in from California and flew into the Danville airport. And then he went and toured of all places, only that white mill building. Now here's the thing, what does all of that mean? I don't know, but it is just intriguing to us that God sent us to pray at the Danville airport three different times 
and then sent us to the white mill to pray twice and pray for the release of a billion dollars for this city and this region. And then someone of means and influence flies in to the Danville airport and tours none other than that specific white mill building only and leaves. It's just interesting. <laughs> so I love to end with that story because it's a stay tuned, right? I When you walk with God, you don't know. Yes. You don't always know, but are you willing to keep walking with God and going back to the building and praying and doing whatever other crazy things the Lord may be asking? You have no idea what part you're playing supernaturally in something God wants to do in the natural, be it healing or finances or restoration or rejuvenation or regentrification or whatever. <laughs> You know, yes, man, I, I am so I am so grateful that God put me in the back of a truck with you to hear all these crazy stories. I was going crazy. <laughs> hey, what the cool thing is, uh, as I was asking the Lord um, about going to the Sean Bowles event, when I got in the back seat because I didn't know where I'd be sitting, the Lord told me it's significant that you're sitting in the back seat and the person beside of you, there's going to be a significant connection. And I was like, okay, we'll see. <laughs> I, lo- I love the faith of that statement. Yeah, we'll see, God. <laughs> I mean, you've been doing incredible miracles with me the last two years, but we'll see. You'll, you can pull this one off. <laughs> That's right. yeah. I'm just teasing you. So, uh, look, no. is there anything that you can leave with the listeners just as – I mean, you've given them so much encouragement just through what you've done. But any last words that you'd love to leave with, with people just like you listening? Well, uh, you know, people say, how do you, how do you do this? How do, how do you hear God's voice? For me, um, I always relate it back to, to my girls. My girls hear my voice every day because, you know, in a sense, they get in my presence with me. You know, and there's a big difference between being in somebody's presence and being in somebody's presence with them. Because I'll tell you, you know, being married 23 years, there's been many times, Trish and I have been in, in each other's presence, but we were miles away from each other <laughs> yeah. and not talking, cold as ice, having massive walls between us. Right. And so for me, it's that thing of getting in God's presence with him and his word and words, meaning the rhema stuff, and just going, okay, God, um, number one, I just, I love hanging out with you, much like I love hanging out with my girls. I love seeing them. I love hearing their voice. I love watching them do things. And so for me, it's that thing of relationship. Uh, no, John Maxwell always said, everything rises and falls on leadership. And I would just tweak it from the one, one word. Everything rises and falls on relationship, and specifically this type. It's all about getting in God's presence with him and his word and these rhema words and then hold on because (laughs) you're you're getting ready to go on a journey of a lifetime and it's going to so wonderfully radically change your life and anyone close to you it's going to change theirs because i can tell you the last two years my girls have changed just as much as i have and that's what's exciting because this is going to carry on from generation to generation amen would you play pray a blessing over the the listeners of the show Absolutely. Yeah. Father, thank you so much for the this opportunity 
to simply give you the honor and glory to say, hey, God, you are amazing, and I love hanging out with you, and I love partnering with you. I love the fact that you partner with me, and I'm so grateful that uh, today people have heard the testimony of Jesus, Mm -hmm. and it is a spirit of prophecy for them to hear just as clearly as they hear my voice. And they're going to know, just like my kids know, when I say, hey, I love you, or I need you to go clean up your room before we can go eat ice cream. (laughs) They're going to know. And when they know it, they'll step out and do great things with you because you're never going to leave them, and you're going to equip them. And I thank you for the the way you're so faithful, the way you're so practical the way you also just blow our minds. Hmm. Jesus, I love you. And I thank you for uh, this podcast. I thank you for the opportunity to connect with Troy and for him to even do a podcast where other people can hear what you're doing, even in small town Danville, Virginia, that you can do it in here, you can do it there. You can do it at three o'clock in the morning or you can do it at three o'clock in the afternoon if we'll just simply say yes. Hmm. And we do. We all say yes and amen. Mm. And uh, we love you, Lord. And we're looking forward to even greater things. Mm. In Jesus' name I pray and always will. Amen. Amen, Amen, man. I tell you what. That one's for the books, buddy. That was exciting. I'm so excited to see the fruit. If you've heard this show, I want to hear from you. Step out in faith. If God has stirred you like he stirred me, step out in faith. I want to know. Contact me. You can go to my Instagram. You can go to my website. You can go to Troy at thekindlingfire.com. Tell me what God does. I would love to share it with Joseph and with others because God wants to exponentially do this around the world. Yes. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Joseph, for coming on. Oh, thank you, Troy. It's been an honor. Just uh, so grateful for the opportunity to tell people about Jesus and what he's doing. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. There you can learn how you can join the Firestarters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.